Welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast, and uh, glad to be here with you again today, and I'm going to be here again with you tomorrow too, so I'm uncancelable. <laughs> I'm not one to back down or stop. Um, I, I get fueled by the hate. Jesus said they hated me first, so if they hated him, they're going to hate me, and if the devil agrees with me, I'm doing something wrong, guys something wrong well there are some other brave people in the world and uh and more and more people are speaking out and 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 there the word is getting out that the sometimes like i said right and wrong cuts through right and left and people take a stand because they're just tired of the craziness they're tired of living in bizarro world where things that we absolutely know are wrong are glorified as right. So this young lady has spoke out, and good for her. I, I am so happy to see someone else not care about the consequence behind it. When you're doing what's right, you just do what's right. And just to get out there and, and speak her mind and take up for women everywhere. And listen to what she says. It's amazing. I, I just, I'm so proud. <laughs> I apologize. Student, and Let's wanted to take this time to bring to your attention the listen. oh, ladies and gentlemen, and only ladies and gentlemen it Ooh. is and shall Shots always fired. be. I am an 18-year-old high school student and wanted to take this time to bring to your attention the current issue with biological men claiming they are women and in turn truly believing that they are entitled to use women's spaces. There was an incident within our district that occurred recently regarding a transgender woman who really is a bio biological man having an altercation with a young woman at MLK High School. It was infuriating when I had seen the video on social media, but what was detrimental to this is the fact that this man is and has been using the women's restroom and locker room. Firstly, the question we must address is why are we affirming the mental confusion of this boy and putting the safety of women in jeopardy by allowing mentally confused men to use the women's spaces? Of course, any male who claims he is a woman will accept it. But what about the women? What about the true girls like myself who are female down to our DNA? Why don't we ever get a say in whether or not we are comfortable with this? The truth is we aren't. The majority of us aren't, and yet nothing has been done to protect the safety of these women. I will conclude with this. It all starts with you. You are in charge of the safety of us women and, our, and, the, parent, and the kids of our parents. So, so please do something about it. Thank you. Kudos to that girl. She's awesome, and she deserves a round of applause. I mean, she absolutely deserves 
a round of applause. I could not have said it better myself. And to see someone with enough guts to go up there and make a sound declaration, there is no confusing whatsoever what that young lady thinks right there. She did not leave room for you to misinterpret her what she was saying at all at all and it's going to take those kind of guts from every single person who feels that way everywhere all at once all the time to turn back the tide of what we're seeing happen now also keep in mind guys i i want to i want to understand i want people to understand that we're talking about 1.7 percent of the population that they say identifies this way and a lot of the people on the left say, you're talking about it's such a minority and you're making it a bigger problem. 1.7% of the population wants to use the restroom with your daughter or wife or mother or anyone else for that matter. It's still a lot of people. And then when you condone it and enable it and you act like that kind of thing is okay, 1.7 turns into 2. Ooh, 2 grows fast to 3. Oh, once you get to 3, it's nothing to jump to 6%. Come on. 6% will be at 10% in no time. Stop it now. Right now. Yes. While it's at 1.7. Let's make it 1 and 5. And, and so I just don't get what people don't get. Every one of those folks who uses the women's facility who is actually a, biologi a biological man knows very well the first time he ever tried that, he was nervous about it. Because in his heart and in his mind, they know it's wrong. They don't do this because they really feel that they belong. In They're doing it as an act of rebellion, of societal rebellion. So you're doing nothing but holding the line and standing your ground, and there's nothing wrong with that. They want to make you believe that if you feel this way that you're transphobic, and we're not. It, that's not at all. People can say, I don't want men in women's sports and not be transphobic. You can say you don't want men in the girls' locker room and not be transphobic. This has nothing to do with transphobia. We're not scared of you or dislike you or any of those types of things. There, we have roles and things in our society and genders and everything else and categories for men and women that we created specifically to protect women from this very thing that you think we're just supposed to overlook and not care about and brush under the rug and act like we don't see it and adapt to the new normal because 1.7% of the population says we must. And, it's, and that's not even the whole 1.7. We're talking about 1.7% of people who identify as transgender. Now, I venture to say that not all 1.7 of them do this stuff where they're going into female locker rooms and restrooms and, or, or, or they think that men should be competing in uh, women's sports. I, gear, I know they're not because I have personally met, talked to, had conversations with. Hell, everyone saw, saw uh, Bruce Jenner uh, say that on the on the TV show and uh, as Caitlin uh, what was the, it was on like a Fox uh, TV show I want to say I want to say it was Fox and Friends 
that 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 he was on there and said, "I'm I'm a guy. I'm an Olympian. I'm a guy. Why would I go play golf against women? It's not fair. I'm stronger than they are." So not everyone, not everyone feels, thinks, and believes like that. And we definitely that don't need people saying just because we don't feel, think, and believe that way that we're automatically denying the existence of someone or or we're transphobic we we don't deny that people exist but to deny our values and our culture is just as detrimental to us as you probably and some of you not all of you but some of you believe it is to you that you actually change that culture you don't understand so we're 180 degrees different as far as our perspectives and our beliefs and our values so the question like i keep saying is going to be how do we come to a compromise societally where no one gets hurt and i understand that transgenders aren't going anywhere i i get it i get it there's a lot of things that aren't going anywhere that we all, we all have an idea, all of us, no matter what culture or corner of the world or whatever, we have an idea of what the world should be like in our own heads. And we try to project that. And some of, some of us try a little harder than others to make it come true. And some of us can use that kind of power and that kind of mentality to their own ends. And it can be evil like a Hitler or a Mussolini or Joseph Stalin or a Lenin or people like this. Uh, all, who are all gun control advocates, by the way. Um, <laughs> just true. They all were gun control advocates. Mao, uh, Idi Amin, all, all of these people, um, that all these tyrants that were socialists and Marxists and communists, all love gun control. Yeah, they disarmed their populations. Look how that turned out. But... Uh, it's it's more than that and so i understand that there are two sides to this issue and i'm on one of one side of it so i don't play you know sit on the fence i'm telling you where i stand but i'm telling you i recognize that we're at an impasse and i recognize that and everyone else recognizes it too some people have a little more pride than others but the reality of it is is this situation is not going away we're going to have to find a way around it. Situation has to be dealt with or we're going to have serious clashes and it's going to happen all the time. A lot more. It'll probably happen a lot more than they report it. I'll tell you that. Well, in other news, they are thinking about going after Hunter and I personally think that it's a mistake. And I'm not a mistake to go after him in general, just a mistake to do it now. I think it's a mistake to do it while his dad is in office. Because if you get a conviction, um, his dad's just going to pardon him. And the left and the people on the left are going to view the criminal charges levied against Hunter as a right-wing conspiracy. And they're not going to believe them anyway. So when Joe Biden pardons Hunter, they will think that he's absolutely right for doing so. And they will never question it, no matter what criminal activity we show Hunter to be actually guilty of. It won't matter to them. 
right and wrong don't mean more than right and left to those people. Those people don't care. They're agenda-driven, and that's pretty much all they care about. And it's it's not it's not like it's not like we don't know. These people are willfully ignorant. They don't actually believe the things that they say. When they make some of these these statements that they're they're virtue signaling and they're uh, they're they're just trying to to build themselves up or the image or the brand of who they are so that they too get admired by woke culture and it's a in a way to uh, obtain power and clout and get votes or win an election or whatever the case may be. But that's what it's about for them. It's not about what's true. Because what's true sometimes cuts down the heart of right and left. True doesn't pick sides. True doesn't pick any of that. Truth is just truth. And... These people here stretch the truth and use whatever ends to get their means. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Bragg is weighing charges of, of homicide after a Marine uh, confronts a, an aggressive homeless man in New York City and puts him in a chokehold for 15 minutes. Now, when I when I first saw this story, I said, "Oh wow, okay." There's an aggressive homeless man on the train, and the marine dealt with the issue, right? But when they when they sit here and say that he had him in a chokehold for 15 minutes, that that can be an iffy situation for 15 minutes. Because I mean, a marine I think would be able to choke someone to unconsciousness well within that 15 minutes so uh, we don't know we're, we're i'm i'm gonna i'm not gonna to form an opinion on this until i know more of the facts until videos come out until the details are made public um and i'm just gonna kind of hold my tongue on, on that one but uh i could definitely see how it would go either way definitely see how it would go how it could go in either way and now there's a new uh, whistleblower that uh, is saying that they have evidence of Biden's criminal activity. It, it, all these things are coming out. These SAR reports, the bank accounts, and the money and uh, that that were that were sent. We thought at first to four, but up to as much as twelve different Biden family members now. And now we have the contents of the SAR report. Just one Comer to. Do a data dump. I want to hear what they have, but I know that they're, you know, crossing their T's and dotting their I's on this one, guys. Because we all were hopeful during the Durham uh, investigation, and I don't know if that's over or not. It just kind of disappeared. His name kind of went out of the news. They stopped saying Durham's every, everything. Just kind of went away. So I, I don't ever know exactly what happened with with Durham and, and that situation, but. You know, to me, it was like a show, a waste of time, because Sussman and Danchenko walked, and they were both guilty. Remember what Sussman was on trial for, right? He was on trial for lying to the FBI because he said he wasn't working for Hillary Clinton or representing the DNC when he brought that fake dossier to the FBI, when, in fact, he billed Hillary Clinton for the time 
that he spent with the FBI, proving that he was lying, that he was working for Hillary. And then he admitted on stand that Hillary told him to go ahead and, and leak the, uh, the, uh, the dossier to use it. But he walked and got found not guilty. There were four Democrats on that on that jury. Well, there's actually probably a lot more because he walked, right? And he admitted guilt on the stand, but he walked. But one was an AOC donor. And I think that if you're an AOC donor, you shouldn't be allowed on any jury anywhere because you, you obviously have something wrong with you. I mean, I, I'm not mincing my words. That lady right there says some of the craziest things. And take some of the weirdest things. I remember when she tried to say that people that were uh, seeking asylees weren't breaking any law. And I remember when that guy just just gave it to her. She said, a matter of fact, I, I, I'll actually show it. I wanna, I'll show you the clip if I can find it. If I can find it here. Asylees. Let's see if it's uh, see if it's on here. Uh, you know, YouTube. YouTube will will, will definitely not put it up. Uh, think this might be it well I'll look for it I'll look for it but I just this it's just a very very good example a very good example um, of the kind of sickness that that permeates through Washington DC that she can sit there and tell th this man that oh here it is oh yeah thank you Mr. Chairman uh, Mr. Holman I want to clarify Listen a couple of things this. because Watch you mentioned this. earlier that no one's been to the law enforcement memorial I'm from a law enforcement family 100% from a law enforcement family and I represent Border Patrol that it is the agents that are solely responsible for any of this that's happening I don't news contributor and have been in 69 Uh, no, it has been our experience that in the vast, you've spoken with children who have been separated from their parents, members, authorized me separation, zero tolerance. The Trump administration must stop these unnecessary. Yeah, as I thought. They showed the clip, they showed the picture like it was actually her, but it, 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 it wasn't. It was somebody else um, asking questions. Uh, the, she's talking to the ICE director. So it's AOC, and she's talking to the ex-ICE director. And he really just kind of lays into her uh, over the fact that these people are criminals. And it's it's just... Oh, my God. It's, it's, Welcome to it's Take the Flywheel 2. To find this. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to annoy me because it's, it's just a great clip. I think I just did here. Oh, 
in this room that stood in the back of a tractor trailer surrounded by 19 dead aliens, including a five-year-old little boy that suffocated in death in his father's arms. No, nope. I give up. I quit. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get... You can't let... You, I, Mr. I Holman, according to the rules of this committee... Of enacting laws. Watch Mr. This. Holman, Who, your time is expired. Mm, that video just gives me all the inspiration I need to move forward with me, even as they were uh, receiving... The chair now recognizes Ms. To, to mismeasures what the, the work the men and women of ICE do is, I find appalling. ICE arrest for immigration violations either have a criminal history or are pending criminal charges when they were found. I mean, they were found in a county jail, which most likely means they weren't a choir boy. So to, to mismeasures what the, the work the men and women of ICE do is, I find appalling that a member of Congress would, would withdraw that out there like that. I, it, it, in my 34 Mr. years, I've never seen such hate toward law enforcement agency in my life that you want to abolish Holman, them the rather doing your job and legislating. If they don't like it, legislate. You can't if, I, Mr. I Holman, according to the rules of this committee, Mr. Holman, your time is expired. The chair now recognizes Ms. Hill. <laughs> that man was staying in his ground. He was getting in there. Listen. She wanted to talk about the fact that people were being separated from their children at the border. If you or I break a law as American citizens and we go to jail, our children are coming with us. They're not coming with us. Because we broke the law. That's what happens when people run across that border and they don't come into a port of entry and, 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 and go about it the right way. They break the law. It's illegal. Therefore, you get put into a detention facility and your kid is kept somewhere else for the safety of the child. It's, it's nuts that the things that they defend and the things that they try to call out or say in, in, in an effort to virtue signal, like voting ID, ID a voter ID. This is something that's very basic. Why in the world would you advocate for people that don't have IDs to vote? I had somebody tell me, well, what about homeless people? Homeless people can get an ID too. But if you, if you did it like that just because of homeless people, then anyone who was an illegal alien that could just come here and pretend to be a homeless person and just vote, then people could vote as many times as they want. They don't have ID. You have no way. To, I can get in line to be Bob, John, Joe, Tom, all, all these people because... I don't got any idea. I can just go to different places. Look, the things that you people uh, sit there and say with a straight face is enough to give a normal person a headache because you, it does not make sense. The things you defend are apprehensible. The excuses you make for it are remedial. I'm never going to be one to kowtow to the agenda mm. that these people push or be afraid to say uh, exactly what it is uh, that is real and that is true because these people will continue to uh, push for these things, the destruction of our way of life, our culture, our, our society, our values as Americans and they will throw them in the trash if you let them. And then if you try to stop them, they'll try to guilt you by using that it's freedom and freedom and freedom. And 
the thing is, yes, we are a free country. We do have freedom. But you cannot have freedom in anarchy. Anarchy is not freedom. Freedom has standards. That way there is something to adhere to to measure right from wrong, and then you can operate as a society that is cohesive. But if nothing means anything, and there is no standard, and your definition of freedom is having no standard so that no one can be judged, or that who are you to tell me what's right or wrong or good or bad, or why men should be using the men's restroom instead of the women's restroom, or competing in women's sports instead of in men's sports. If nothing means anything anymore then what are we doing? You need to wake up. You need to wake up right now. Everybody who has any kind of uh, heart for women who love their country, who really want to keep it free and functional, needs to see that this isn't about hatred. They need to see this isn't about you or I bashing or having some kind of phobic or phobia thing going on. It's not about any of that. It's about getting people to come to the table and compromise in a way that can allow us all to live free. But if you're telling us it's your way or no way, it's not going to work out in the long run. There's going to be a clash. And we all want to avoid said clash. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. That's the reality of it. I do not want to see anybody get hurt. I don't think any of us do. Now, in an act of rare bipartisan legislation, guys. I mean rare. When do you ever see Senate in a bipartisan effort together to do something? I, I can't remember in recent times. I really can't. But Senate passes bipartisan bill to override Biden's handout to Chinese solar companies. Even the Democrats had to say, hold up, man. What are you doing? <laughs> These people are our biggest adversary. They're dealing in yen with Saudi Arabia, Brazil, Turkey, Syria, Iran. UAE. This is... What? <laughs> what is it? What do they have on you, Joe? What is it, dude? Confession's good for the soul, man. What do they got on you? How much more does China have to do in order for you to see them as the enemy they are? I mean, really? COVID? Really? I guess you just really like that CFCC money. Guess what That's what that must be. He really likes that CFCC money. They got him. They, they, he's the Manchurian candidate, guys. I'm sorry. That's exactly what I think. That guy's not making any of his own decisions. Do you remember Biden from yesteryear? Biden from yesteryear was a damn near a tyrant. He was law, 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 94 crime bill. Come on. This guy here is one of the, the most racist people ever. So the, the racist statements. I'm going to do a, 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 a clip. I'm going to put together a clip of all the racist statements made by Joe Biden over the years. And, and I, I think they'll probably last a good two minutes straight on open mic. Things that he just said that just, they're just appalling. New and old. He's been this way forever. It, it's not in anyone's head. 
Everyone knew. Every everyone heard the statement about it. Uh, about if you don't vote for him, you're not black. It it, it just all kinds of things. It's just amazing. But you know, China has his number. They obviously know something about this man. But if you look at the way, even when Iraq was going on, how he said we should need, how we need to exit the war, he laid out a strategy perfectly. He didn't stutter or any of that. When he, he laid out the whole strategy for how to get out of Iraq, which included getting the people out first before the military, all things he said. And he said it would take a long time. It would take a period of time to do it right. And he laid out exactly what the plan would be. And it was everything that he said at the time was agreeable. I could have absolutely agreed with everything he said about how to get out of Iraq, and he was right. But he did the exact opposite when he had the opportunity to make the decision himself in Afghanistan. He is not the guy from yesteryear. He is not the, the, the he's not himself. And you can tell he's not doing the things that he, even he preached somebody's controlling this man. I don't know who's in charge, guys. But don't tell me that you haven't thought the same thing. Somebody's in charge, and it ain't him. It is not him. Maybe it's Jill. <laughs> Maybe Jill's the real president, you know? I don't know, man. It's, it's, just hard to, it's just hard to sit back and realize that this is the United States of America, and this is the best... We have to offer Joe Biden or, or Fetterman. Come on, guys. I, I know I know what you're saying and all, but really? <laughs> you got to go as far as to elect somebody that's like Fetterman, guys. Really? Now, I, you don't have to put someone down for being disabled or any of that, but honestly, guys, did you actually, when you heard him speak, you heard him in the debates. You heard him. You obviously have to understand this man's responsibilities are going to be great. Look at the position that he's in. Why would you give a job like that to a guy who obviously needs medical care and attention? Look, he's already. We told you that ahead of time. Now look how long he was in the hospital and he just got home. Now he looks like he's on the verge of collapse again because they got him out there on the campaign trail out there raising money. Right out of the hospital. It's <sighs> Listen, if we are going to be a great country, if we are going to win back respect in the eyes of the global community, we're going to have to change our principles back to what they were. We're going to have to be the United States that the world can look up to again, not laugh at. We need to stop giving people jobs based on uh, whatever, you know, minority status or whatever uh, uh, a lifestyle choice or whatever nature of their genitalia is or any of that. Look at the person's resume. Look at their body of work. Look at their career. You give it to the person who's best suited for the job. You give it to the best person. No matter who that person is, that's who gets the job. When Joe Biden said that the only criteria that he wanted to pick a new Supreme Just, uh, Court Justice was that she would be a black woman, that was one of the most race, openly racist statements and things that I'd ever seen an elected official in my lifetime get away with. 
Yeah, because the other one, I think, would be LBJ's Great Society Act. And that was just before my, my time. But that Great Society Act uh, was one of those things that tore apart people in impoverished communities. I mean, tore families apart. Uh, it, by and large, it did affect the black and brown community more, um, obviously. But at the time being a smaller portion of the population and and, 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 and a large portion of which were impoverished. So what... What, it, what happened when LBJ signed this into law, it made it to where that you couldn't, if you had a dad in the home, you wouldn't receive help from the government. You wouldn't receive rent vouchers. You wouldn't see, receive maybe food stamps. Whatever the case may be, your assistance was gone if a man lived in the house. So they, they didn't have men in the house. And, and I've seen this with my own two eyes. I've seen social workers and things come and, and they, and they tally up if people in the house work and you have other people living with you and they look at your household and come in. I've seen, and I've, I've even had it happen in my family where uh, you they've asked, so, hey, you can't be here because there'll be too much money in the house and we need to get such and such a social security. Look, I got them in my family too, guys. I promise you. <laughs> and I, they, they, they will, hey, you can't be here because the, the you know, welfare and, social workers and social security and I can't show any they really do that and this is why this is why look when you did that and you and you kick the dad and the father out of the home you break up the nuclear family and that's where the, the strength of our country is it's the strength of any country it's in their family when you tear the family apart your country's going to fall right behind it you got to restore the family. And you can't do that when you live in a society of people that are all me, me, me. They don't feel shame, nor do they feel obligated or loyal to their family. This new generation will tell you right to your face, it's my life. They don't care what kind of shame or anything they bring on their family. They don't have that respect for their patriarchs and the matriarchs of their family emotions are easily uh, they try to pass off emotions uh, as love as, as opposed to actions and putting your money where your mouth is and actually being a part of a family or taking part or helping or being there they don't do that I remember family dinners I remember that respect for my aunts and uncles uh, I remember that cohesiveness. You couldn't talk bad about nobody in my family. These kids today, they'll they'll love their friends and they'll turn their backs on their family in a heartbeat. And that that was taboo. We could have never did that. Oh my God. And don't get caught disrespecting an elder in the family because not only would that elder whoop your ass, but your aunts and uncles, grandmas, your dad, your mom, like. They're, everyone is, is, is going to have a problem with you if you did something over the top or wrong, disrespectful to one of your elders. They're all going to, they're all going to see you at some point, and they're all going to chastise you for it, every single one of them. We don't have that kind of family. I mean, I'm sure they exist, but it's not prevalent anymore in the country.
And I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it is due to what they choose to put on in the media, what they choose to put on the radio, what they choose to put on the TV, what they choose to show us. And over a long period of time, that programming is is the reason why society starts falling apart. And then people say, well, it's just a show or it's just a song. It's just a, and, and, and what, what about, you know, if you write horror movies, do you believe Freddy's real? The, I understand the argument. I understand how people like to uh, label their creativity, their their freedom to, to create. I don't knock it. But the thing is, we used to have a counter culture, a culture that had the, uh, the, the, the wholesome TV shows and, and those types of things all over the TV. And we had, we had the ability to choose one or the other. And so we didn't basically all have one, uh, one choice of, of, of one type of thing to watch on the TV or be uh, bombarded with you turn the radio on. I mean, just surrounded by in this, in this, this culture war is very real. We used to be able to turn on the Cosbys. Yes, I said the Cosbys. Everybody knows Bill got found guilty of and all these other things. I, you know, I, but not to knock the Cosbys. It was a great show with real family values. It was an amazing show. Leave it to Beaver, Family Ties. All these shows growing up, you know, Growing Pains, um, there were a lot of them that were big on family. Big on family. Even even the sci-fi ones that they had, the family shows, Alf, Harry and the Hendersons. There were many shows like that, but they were all centered around a family. It, it's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. And, and that's the one thing that we need to fix. We need to get the family unit back together. And we can't do that if we're not healing. And we can't heal until people, you know, understand what reality is. And take a side and, and and start pushing that narrative and stop this divisiveness and stop pushing this craziness. Stop doing it at school. Stop pushing it through the government. Stop pushing it through the media, the music, the movies. Stop. You're the reason it's bad. You are the reason it's bad. Because it didn't it didn't it wasn't bad and got better. It was one point much better than it is now and gotten much worse now there are things about our country and our yesteryear in this in this journey it took to get here that weren't good along the way but that is not the excuse for this just fix those things and leave the culture alone that is became the excuse for why it's okay to destroy everything around everybody right now and it's okay because Yesteryear, we were all a bunch of ingrates and racists and everything else. And even though that's not true, it's not true at all. I think we fought hard to get to a society where diversity was just normal. Just normal. We, we all have black friends and family members and Hispanic friends, family members, and even Asian friends and family members. I'll show you a family picture of mine sometime. People we absolutely love. But these people, they, they don't get the kind of clout and the popularity that they'd like off of uh, people living in harmony. They don't. They get money and they become famous and they get the clout and they chase power 
but they only get it if they cause division. If we come together, you know, there's there's no reason for a BLM. Right? Black rights just become human rights. And that's the way it and that's the way it would go. When we saw someone get victimized, we would see a human get victimized, an American, and, and that would be enough. But organizations that pander to people's racial uh, uh, issues and, and victimhood that they create for these people, and it's not always necessary. And I'm not saying that there are not bad people out there that definitely need to be exposed for being the kind of racist or bigot that they actually are. Just because some somebody exists like that doesn't give you license to label everyone of a certain race, color, gender, nationality, creed, religion, or whatever to be one thing. That's exactly what we all fought against and exactly what Martin Luther King talked against and preached against all this time until we got here to this level of society with this level of acceptance. And now radicals and militants are coming out of the woodwork to make sure it doesn't get any better. Because if they do, then, then they go extinct. They don't get to make the kind of money they used to make. Rainbow coalitions go away. BLMs go broke. You know, Al Sharpton will, will never get any more publicity. He'll go broke. Ben Crump, he'll have to go back to chasing regular ambulances. It, it's, it's a world that I obviously understand that it, we're never probably going to see, but it's definitely worth trying for. It doesn't mean you should just give up on it because you don't think that it'll happen. Sometimes the, 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 the fight for it it's just something you must do regardless, even if you're losing. Even if you do lose, it's still worth it. Because then that way at the end of your life, you can look at yourself and, and have no regrets. To know you stood for something. To know you were on the side of right and the side of good. And you didn't give up and give in. And you loved your fellow man and you tried. And you really tried. Well, guys, as always, it's been great hanging out with you. And as usual, Patriots, silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. And we'll see you again next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a good evening.